This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. On today's episode, we will be talking about depending on scripture to be our source of truth. We'll talk about why every pastor needs a truth filter to stay strong in ministry and lead others. We will share some ways you can use scriptures to fight discouragement, stay on track, and most importantly, thrive in ministry. I'm Kyle Willis, and as always, we are joined by Dace Clifton, founder of dailypastor.com. Dace, welcome to the show. Kyle, thanks for that. Great to be here. Uh, Now, I have one question for you. I need to know why you were late today. Well, uh, yeah, I apologize, first of all, because I usually don't like to run late. That's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. But um, let me ask you this. Have you ever locked your keys in the car? Oh, I can't admit that if I have. I know people would have done that. I I didn't do it. um, So that's a little bit of a tease. But I don't know if you've ever locked your keys in the car and you knew as you were shutting the door that they were in there. Do you know that feeling? Actually, I do know this feeling. Yes. Okay. All right. So that feeling is what I had. Uh, So part of my work with Talent On is uh, we come and bring a fresh perspective to churches. And uh, today I was looking at a church and and their facilities and looking around of, of, hey, this is what I see from a a maintenance standpoint. It was a three-story building. I was on the third floor. Uh, Went into a stairwell that I'd never been into. And the door shut behind me. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can get out of here. (laughs) <laughs> so I uh, walked down to the second floor. Those doors were locked too. Walked all the way down the bottom and the external exits were all chained and padlocked shut. And so at that point I started to panic uh, because I could not get out. And so what did I do? So I called my contact. They didn't answer. I'm knocking on the door. No one's answering. And so that a little, little panic. And uh, so I apologize being late. I was literally locked inside of a church. You know, I, I think we're going to change the episode of this podcast to Lost in Church. I like that. Lost okay. in Church. <laughs> All right. I like it. If it's, I like it. If it's locked in church, that sounds kind of like a cult. So I don't know if that's a good or not. We'll, we'll, we'll stay with Lost in Church. So, so, so uh, Lost in Church, Truth Filter. Uh, I know we were going to be talking about uh, what you call a truth filter today. But, but before we get into that, could you share with us the verse of the day? You bet. Today's verse comes from 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Kyle, I share this passage because I think it reminds us of the importance and the sufficiency of scripture for real life the real situations that we face, the daily challenges, difficulties, and struggles. And Scripture is to be applied to those. It's to be lived out. Jesus said, be a doer of the word for good reason. And that really is at the heart of what we're going to talk about today. Right. Uh, When I think of of doer and uh, spending time in the Scripture, using that as a filter for our lives Hey, Jason, let me ask you this. I know what a filter is for like a water filter, fuel filter. Uh, Can you explain this concept of using scripture as a truth filter for us? You bet. Well, I'm going to introduce you to this concept the way that I was introduced. I had a a, a man in ministry, a friend of mine, challenge me and say, how's your truth filter? My eyes kind of got wide and I really didn't know what he was talking about. 
Well, a truth filter is is really nothing more than the practice or the discipline of using scripture to specifically address the thoughts and the feelings that I face, particularly the thoughts and the feelings that are not in line with what we know God's word says uh, or what we know we should believe in light of Christ. And so it's letting the truth of scripture be the determining factor in my life, not my thoughts and my feelings. And so if I could summarize it, let me summarize it, the the core of this with two statements. First, a Christian has to have a truth filter to guard their hearts. Second, if you don't filter your thoughts and feelings with the truth of God's word, strongholds are going to develop in your life. So let me ask you this. What do you mean by those strongholds, Dace? Well, stronghold is a pattern of thought or feeling that doesn't agree with the Word of God. It's not from God, and we have to address those strongholds by embracing what God's Word says and applying it to our lives. So basically, Kyle, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, not every thought that I think is from the Holy Spirit. Not every feeling I have is a feeling that's going to honor God. And so we have to uh, use God's Word it, like a filter to, uh, for right belief, right thought, right feeling. So practically, uh, we know what a filter is. We understand the importance of Scripture uh, on our lives. But, but practically speaking, how does a truth filter work uh, in your life? Make it personal for us. Well, I mean, the bottom line is we're all confronted sometimes on a daily basis with things that are not true. I mean, sometimes there are thoughts that enter into our mind and things that we feel uh, that don't come from God. For example, I am a failure. I mean, that's a lie. Uh, the Bible says something different about every believer, that they are a new creation in Christ. But I mean, for those that serve in ministry, I mean, there are challenging circumstances. There are things that cause us to feel like, man, I failed. Maybe because a, a board meeting or a business meeting didn't go well. Maybe because you were counseling somebody uh, to restore their marriage and they ended up getting a divorce and the enemy our flesh, the world, the devil, whatever, comes in and says, hey, you failed. You're a failure. Well, that's not true. The Word of God says that I am a new creation in Christ, that I'm deeply loved and fully accepted by the Father because of Jesus. That's the truth. And so when, I, when I'm tempted to feel <laughs> like I am uh, a failure because of some circumstance, I've got to go back to the Word of God. I've got to go to the truth and filter those thoughts so that I know and so that I believe that I'm a new creation in Christ. Does that make sense? It, it does. And, and one of the areas that I would say um, maybe a lot of church leaders deal with in, in terms of um, the lies that the enemy tells is this idea that I don't have enough, uh, you know, whether that's enough uh, influence or enough members, enough giving, enough you know, discipleship programs. I, I I don't know what it is, but uh, can you talk to us about, you know, ha- have you struggled with that, that I don't have enough? And, and we know scripture says, hey, uh, he'll supply all of our needs and he wants our cup uh, running over. Uh, is that a, a real life challenge for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think it'd be a fair statement to say I've regularly struggled with this, uh, this idea that I don't have enough in all of the categories that you mentioned. And the bottom line is, is that the scripture is filled with promises. God's word gives us so many assurances that God's going to meet your need, that God, if a person is willing to trust in Christ and walk in obedience, um, it's God that's going to direct their steps. Even David knew this when he penned the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. 
Uh, he's going to lead me. I'm not going to want. He's going to be with me. He's going to be a, a covering, a protecting presence. You know, it's interesting, Kyle. You know, I love how Jesus is the good shepherd. And that metaphor is lost, I think, in our modern world a bit because a shepherd leads, feeds, and protects sheep. So the, the, the sheep's life is so dependent upon the shepherd. And that's the type of promise that we have in Christ. And so on a regular basis, I, I'm confronted with this idea in my own heart, man, I don't have enough. In all those categories you mentioned, and that's a lie, God's going to supply our need according to his riches in Christ. Yeah. And one of the things that I would say in addition to that, Dace, is so one of the reasons why scripture can be a great filter uh, is because of the fact that it doesn't change over time, right? I mean, as our lives, as we uh, progress, mature, uh, immature, become immature. I don't, I don't know the right word here, but uh, as we change, uh, it's funny how those things or those Bible promises, those verses that we read at a different point in life, uh, maybe now we become more cynical or critical. And so we hear of something like uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, right? And uh, now we hear it quoted from someone else. And we're like, well, yeah, but, you know, so so I, I think it's interesting. Uh, and that's why scripture can be a good filter is because it doesn't change. And it doesn't change with our emotions and it doesn't change in our life situation. Well, I think you nailed it. And specifically for the example that you gave, Jeremiah 29, 11, I hear people say sometimes, hold on, before you pull that out of context, you know, you can't just cut and paste that into your situation. You're not ancient Israel and all that type of thing. Here's one thing I know. The character of God does not change. The God who spoke Jeremiah 29, 11 through his prophet to his people, he is the same God in which we serve. Granted, we're in a different context and I am a Gentile believer in Christ and not ancient Israel, but nevertheless, the heart of God does not change. And so that's just one of the promises, one of the assurances that uh, things will work out. When we're following God, it may seem like we are uh, facing an impossible situation. I would imagine that there's probably some people right now serving in ministry and otherwise who may be facing impossible situations in ministry. And the Word of God gives us this hope to say, you know what? You are not forgotten. This is not an impossible situation because you serve a God who has regularly, repeatedly, and consistently done things that are impossible for His people for the glory of His beautiful name. How do I know it's going to work out in my situation? I know it because of God's character. I'm, I, don't, I don't deserve His help. I'm appealing to His mercy. And it's because of his consistent character that he hears the cry of those who genuinely seek him. I can know that he'll answer. I can know that he'll help me. I can know that even though I face an impossible situation, I serve a God who can handle all that. No problem. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of the things that we were talking about before recording today was uh, the idea that thoughts cannot be the determining factor, but only truth. So can you kind of give us an analogy to uh, bring this home for us? You bet. Well, let me give you a brief analogy. You know, a pilot can fly a plane through the clouds or in pitch darkness because they have instruments that tell them the truth and that the truth is how far is the ground, you know, below you or... That's a needed tool. Yeah. Absolutely. And by the way, I'm terrified of flying. I don't know why. I don't think my faith in God is maybe... I don't know. I, I'm terrified <laughs> of it. 
But nevertheless, there is a pilot up there who is guiding that aircraft, not based on what he sees out the window, because it could be darkness, it could be clouds. There's no way to tell up from down, but they depend on the instruments. And those instruments tell them the truth. And so for a Christian, thoughts cannot be the determining factor, only truth. Um, What I think cannot be the determining factor. Truth has to be the determining factor. And as you said earlier, the truth of Scripture doesn't change. So that's what I've got to stand on. One of the things that I love uh, coming out of that is, uh, frankly, I'm not very good at it, but journaling uh, through the Scriptures. Your notes can be a really good reflection on your thoughts at the time and and how you interpret Scriptures and stuff. So I I think it's important to uh, do that. And I'll, I'll share a story from our lives. Uh, one of the things that I did not know uh, was that my grandfather was a prolific journaler. And uh, after he passed away back in 2010, you know, we found, and, and other people probably knew of him, but 60, 70, 60 years worth of journals wow. uh, that he had wrote. And it was really cool to be able to, to sit there and go, okay, uh, this is what he was thinking at this time. Hey, this is... Um, Hey, when I have nothing left in ministry, uh, this is what God has promised me. And and those life verses and those things, being able to flip back and go, hey, ministry is not as bad as it could have been, <laughs> you know, or, or not as bad as it was five years ago. Uh, I think it's been really interesting. And, and so uh, I don't know if that's something you do, but uh, do you see value in, in journaling through the scriptures? Well, no doubt. And I think it's the modern day equivalent, at least for me, of the pile of rocks, right? When God does a great victory, it's a, it's a, it, it, it marks what we should look back and see. And I'm not the most consistent journaler, but I usually do have a journal going on. And man, by the way, you just knowing your grandfather's legacy. And of course, there's a personal impact for me and my family. He, we were impacted by his ministry. What a treasure, what a gift for his family to have those. Uh, and so what a great thing to leave uh, behind. So Dace, let me ask you this. You mentioned our thoughts cannot be a determining factor. Uh, what are your thoughts on on feelings? Well, even more so, our feelings can't be a determining factor. Once again, only truth. If I let feelings be a determining factor, I would never work out again in my life. That's for certain, because there is no time that I've been alive, that I felt like getting up early and getting on the treadmill or when I sit down in my chair in the evening and the kids have gone to bed, I do not want to get out of that chair and go walk around the block, even though I know that's what I need to be doing. So feelings can't be the determining factor. And and our feelings will betray us. And particularly in ministry, when things are not going well, I really think that there is a narrative sometimes that we hear that sometimes exaggerates the negative and we focus on maybe a tough conversation we have with someone, maybe a difficult meeting, and we think, oh man, this is all bad. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Truth has to be the factor. Back to what we've been talking about all along, and that is let the scriptures filter my thoughts. Let me stand on that. Feelings cannot be the determining factor, only truth. Dace, let me ask you this. Uh, on a personal level, uh, what's something the scripture's teaching you is truth that's not feelings related, that's not um, thoughts that can't be the determining factor? Um, what's something that you've thought or felt over the last uh, several months, year, two years, where uh, you thought it was this way, but um, scripture was able to be that truth filter for you? Well, you know, a little bit of confession time. I have 
honestly, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but there have been times that I thought, man, I don't have time to pray. Hmm. And I was reading some time back in, uh, in, in Luke 5, I believe it is, where it talks about Jesus uh, being in demand, his ministry increasing. But then the scripture says that he would often retreat to pray. And so my interpretation of that was it, it's amazing as Jesus' ministry demands increased, his prayer life incre- increased. And that really struck home with me. I thought, wow, I am doing this thing wrong. Jesus, when he was much in demand, he was much in prayer. When I'm much in demand, I'm tempted sinfully to say, I don't know if I have time to pray. What a, what a foolish thing to think. And so God's really been working with me regarding that. And uh, it's been one of those things that's been really convicting. Well, it's been fun to talk about truth filters today. And let me close by asking that question, how's your truth filter? Have a great day. And if you have any topics that you would like us to cover in future episodes, shoot us an email at thedailypastor at gmail.com. Have a blessed day. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast.